Welcome to And The Nominee Is, an Oklahoma podcast with a twist. Hi, I'm Julie Clemens, and I'm your host. So here's how it works. Each guest has been nominated by a previous guest. All of the guests have a connection to Oklahoma, whether they've just visited here, they work here, or they live here. This keeps the podcast fresh, fun, and right here in Oklahoma. Now you know. So let's get started. Welcome, Julia Chu, to And the Nominee Is. I appreciate you being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited and honored you asked. You know, actually, you were nominated, nominated uh, by Miss Casey Vineyard, who, um, here's the funny thing. When she first nominated you, it was, I said, well, tell me about her. And she's like, well, she's the best State Farm agent ever. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> but the, but I was sitting there going, okay, well, um, that doesn't that's sound good. exciting, does it? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that, that's really nice. That's a nice thing. So, but she also was telling me all these other wonderful things about you. So for one, we'll, we, um, we will get to this. You love all things Royal. Well, that's true. I do. Yes. She she said you got to ask her about these fabulous jubilees that she has. So oh, we will get to that. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> so so first of all, your she was telling me the story that you know, your your family are, are immigrants, right? That came over here from England. Is that right? Tell me that story. That's exactly right. Yeah, my parents immigrated from London um, almost a year before I was born, and it's actually kind of a neat story. They um, grew up both sides of my family really were um, not didn't have much growing up and uh, over there it's a little bit different and, and certainly in those days you took a test when you were about 11 years old and the results of that really kind of said whether you were going to have a chance to go on to university or not and so very few people have the opportunity to do that so unless they were very wealthy or titled and um a lot of people did what their father did and their father did before them. And so they had a wonderful growing up. But my dad is a dreamer and he fell in love with John F. Kennedy and the idea and the concept of the American dream. Right. And so he would actually go the, the U.S. Embassy is uh, or was in Grosvenor Square, Mayfair, London. And dad would go on his lunch breaks and you used to be able to just walk into the embassy, go up to the library and he would research the United States. And he just always wanted to come here and when uh, after they got married, he said, well, OK, I really want to immigrate and I want to go to the United States. And so my mom said, OK, I, I thought I was going to let him chase this little dream for about two years and then we'd come home. So when I was born, they registered me as a British subject with the consulate. And um, my brother was born almost four years later. And she said, by then, I figured out we were probably not going back. <laughs> my dad said, I knew the minute I got off the plane, we weren't going back. But I just didn't tell your mother. So uh, they arrived with 300 bucks in a suitcase and not much and not much education. And so um, they were actually on their way to San Diego because I'd heard a lot about California. Stopped in Bethany, Oklahoma to visit some distant relatives because the trip was long and loved it. Met some lovely people. There were a lot of other um, English and British immigrants that were here about that time doing tool and dye work. And so they stayed. They just never went any further and ended up. That's how this very English family ended up in Oklahoma. Uh, it's been fantastic. 
So you grew up in Bethany, Oklahoma. Well, I started, yeah, until I was about 12 years old. And my father became a state farm agent in Yukon when I was 12. So we moved uh, just a few miles down the road. And that kind of changed our lives. Dad had gone back to school and done night school and worked really hard and taught us a lot about hard work ethic and education being the key to being able to do anything we wanted to do in this country. And uh, he was such a dreamer. He told mom, we've got to get there before the kids are born, because what if one of them wants to become president? (laughs) Which I think is so cute. Well, I'll be very thrilled to know that none of us have any um, designs on that. But I just love his his, uh, enthusiasm and, and dreamer status. But Uh, That's kind of what got us all here and why we have that English tie. So um, you have your own dream, right? I mean, you went to school at OU. You got a journalism degree. I did. Yes. Uh, Radio, TV, film. I love all things sports. And so really was preparing for a career in sports broadcasting. I, for a prissy little girl, I'd rather be at a football game than anywhere on earth. And um, that was, that started really from my father too, you know, football to him uh, was soccer. And so he would try to learn American football. And so we would sit in the sixties in front of this little 13 inch black and white TV, watching American football and the Green Bay Packers at the time with Vince Lombardi and all of that. And I would sit next to him when I was two years old and just kind of absorb it. And I think that's what really started it for me. Uh, and then he started taking me to OU games when I was six. And then it was over. It was over. That was it. I knew this is where I'd want to go. He said, you know, you can go to school somewhere else. I'm like, why? <laughs> I've always dreamed about coming to Norman. No. Why? How did you get into State Farm then? Why did you not pursue your broadcasting there? Yeah, great question. I I loved it. I actually did um, a a small internship with WWLS, the sports animal at the time uh, that was here in Norman. Um, And I had done some television work with like at the time it was called Norman Cable News throughout through the student um, opportunities that we had there. But my father, being a State Farm guy, was always on me like, you've got to go look at State Farm. And I think, you know, you don't grow up wanting to be an insurance agent, right? Who does that? That does not sound fun and exciting. And I love sports. Let's go do that. So in the 80s, I think Carrie Ross at ESPN was like the only woman in sports. So it was a little bit challenging trying to get these guys to believe that I actually knew what I was talking about. And I knew the difference, you know, uh, between some of these positions and could talk intelligently about the game. But I decided my senior year to go down to Dallas, where State Farm had a regional office, and just talk to some people. I told dad I wasn't going to interview, but I'll go talk to some people just because I'll do anything to make my dad happy, right? So I go down there and I chit chat and I see what's going on. And I, I was really kind of intrigued by this giant organization. And it felt like a family. It sounds really corny, but it did. And they had a, a training division. And at the time, they were using a lot of videos for training work. And I started thinking, gosh, that kind of correlates with some of my background and training here. Um, and so they made me an offer and I decided to take it. It's kind of crazy. I moved to Dallas right after graduating from OU. And so I have been with State Farm 36 years now, which is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, I spent about 16 years as an employee and moved to Tulsa in 1989. And we opened up the big office up there. Um, Loved living in Tulsa. And then really started thinking about the agency side of the business and wanting to own my own business and having that 
opportunity to come back to Norman. So I kind of waited until we had a retirement and something opened up and I had the chance to um, compete for the opening in Norman. I was really thrilled when that worked out. So I got to come back here. It's been uh, 21 years now. So you got to do the two best things. I mean, Casey says you're the best state farm agent in the world and you're also one of the biggest OU fans in the world, according to Casey. So right there in Norman, Oklahoma, that's the best of both worlds for you. Right. It was perfect. I'm like, I can be home from a football game in five minutes or I can decide at the last minute one evening, I can run over. Hey, there's a gymnastics meet or there's a basketball game. I can hop over there real quick for two hours. It's so great. I love being in a college town. Um, obviously, the sports opportunities are great, but so many other things, too. Oh, well, absolutely. Well, tell us about those other things, because you are hugely involved in OU, um, specifically Sooner Stilettos. Now, I've always heard about that program, but I really don't know much about the organization. So will you will you tell us about that? Yes. Um, the Sooner Stilettos were really the brainchild of Sherry Cole, our uh, coach of our women's basketball team. And it was the early 2000s, and she thought, you know, we don't really have have a mentoring group for the women, for the female athletes here. The guys have the O Club and a lot of um, resources, but not as many for the women's sports. And so she wanted to have people in the stands that were professional women. And, um, you know, her, one of her huge goals, and I'll say that now for all the coaches that I've, I've come to know around here, they're helping these young people become great human beings and great citizens and um, being involved in their communities, not just great athletes. You know, they are people first and, and they really want to prepare them for life after sports. And especially for women, there's not very many professional opportunities in that regard, right? So they've got to go into the real world. And so that's kind of how it started. And, and Sherry just reached out to people that she knew in the community and asked us to get involved and uh, it kind of grew from there. So she actually uses it or used it in recruiting conversation. She was like, how great is it to sit in a living room of a young lady and be able to tell her parents that they have this network of women who can support them professionally and offer them internships and um, help get their resume ready and introduce them to people in the fields that they want to spend their lives in. So that's kind of the basis of that group. Oh, that is wonderful. So what is your involvement? Because I understand you're the president. <laughs> well, I was several years ago. I, right, I rotated off of that now. That was several years ago. Um, and now with uh, Coach Branchak, with Jenny Branchak coming in, um, they're changing up the program a little bit. And so we're, we called it the Stilettos because that's it was such a perfect connection with Sherry. She always wore those fabulous shoes when she coached. And um, so they're going to change the name a little bit and involve some of the other sports. So it's not just women's basketball, but incorporate a lot more. So they're actually in the process of kind of rebranding and, and growing that vision um, even greater now. So I'm really excited about where the future of that is headed. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I'm going to have a little play on words here. So, I mean, stilettos, you think of Jimmy Choo, were they going Julia Choo on any of those? Right, if only. I wish I could take credit. So, yeah. <laughs> Definitely one of my faves. In our family, we jokingly call him Cousin Jimmy. <laughs> So I have to ask you uh, real quickly, being in the journalism department there, and I, I don't know if she is still involved. Of course, it's been a while. But do you know Laura Schaub? I know that name. That sounds very familiar. 
she was actually my journalism teacher in high school and then went to OU as part of their journalism department. And I really don't know the title that she held and, and position or whatever. But um, but she, as we always called her mom job, it reminded me a lot about what you were talking about mentoring and how important that is because teachers mentoring, I, I would not have gone into broadcasting and um, in that field with just basically what was going on in my life at the time, had it not been for her. She saw something, she took a chance, she backed me, um, you know, she gave me opportunities and I am forever grateful for that. And there's got to be so many OU athletes, women athletes specifically, that are forever grateful for you and other mentors for providing them with that that program and that opportunity for their future, they, they they would not ever get. Because like you said, the chances of women going in to that professional field of athletes, it's, I mean, I, I hate to say slim, but it, I mean, even for men, that, that's a hard field to get into professionally. Absolutely. Absolutely. And doesn't last very long, even when you are blessed with that opportunity. So we got to get them ready for real life. And you know, some, sometimes it's it's as simple as introducing them to people that are in that field, you know, because we have friends who are doctors or lawyers or, you know, just someone that they can talk to and, and ask questions, you know, and kind of build a relationship. So many of us still have relationships with these young ladies years later, and that's pretty special. It really is for, for both sides. Well, let's get out of the business talk and get into this Jubilee Royal Party talk here. Oh, my gosh. All right. So give me the lowdown on the parties. Well, when um, Prince William and Kate got married, um, we decided to throw a watch party for the wedding, basically. And so I invited several of my good girlfriends over and we started the day before. So I served, I love to do English teas. And so uh, it's kind of funny. One of my best friends one day, she's like, you know, I don't, I don't know that I really like tea. And I'm like, okay, tea is a meal. We're not talking about just the drink, right? It, it's a it's a process. It's a few hours. It's a lovely experience. You're going to love it, I promise. So, um, but I love to do the whole three course champagne tea um, and set everything up. So we start with tea in the afternoon and we wore hats um, and just had a great time and um, drank some bubbles uh, along with the tea and did our three courses. And for those who don't know, the, uh, a formal tea starts with um, sandwiches. You know, you'll hear people talk about cucumber sandwiches or cornish and chicken sandwiches and so you have a little savory course that comes out and they're cut into cute small pieces and um and then the second course are the scones and strawberry jam and clotted cream and so you have kind of your second fabulous sugary course there's absolutely nothing about it that's healthy yeah <laughs> except for perhaps the tea and then the final course is, is more sugar they usually have little pastries or cake or something like that for the third and final course. So we uh, had a good time, decorated, laid the fancy table and had flowers and had a really good time and uh, stayed up late and then got up really early. We decided we were going to get up and watch it. You know, there's a six hour time difference between here and London. And so we get up in the middle of the night to watch the wedding. It is so much fun. So it was like a, an adult slumber party. And then we all got up and I have, I just happened to have some tiaras around the house. So we got silly and we on tiaras with our pajamas and watch the way and my friends are like okay you i said you know we did it for charles and diana's wedding back in the day i've got to do it for her sons and people are like well you know you can dvr it 
like you can tape this and watch it in, in like a humane, civilized time of day. And I'm like, oh no, that takes the fun out of it. So uh, that was kind of fun. And then I cooked the big English breakfast with all the eggs and uh, bacon and, and all that fabulous stuff uh, afterwards. But we, we had a good time. We do that for every royal wedding and uh, it's a bunch of silliness and just some great girl time. Uh, it looks like the weddings are done for a while. So what are you going to do? Yes. I, you know, we'll, do, we'll have to find some reason. <laughs> so I think we'll probably do the Jubilees like each time we have uh, any kind of uh, important dates in the lifeline of the monarch, we'll, we'll do things like that. But oh, it's fun. Do you know enough about like the real world of them? I mean, do you know real stories? I know some of the real stories. You know, I still have family there. And so I, I go back at, usually once a year at least um, and spend time there. But um, I think what's interesting about the crown, especially if you start in the very beginning um, and watch from that season one, a lot of it is very historical based. Obviously, we don't know what their private conversations were. We're never going to know that part but i but the historically the things that they show are absolutely true yeah yeah it's a great it's a great show i mean to me real or not it's good television <laughs> it's entertainment right that's right that's right speaking of of royalty let's talk about winston <laughs> yes oh my gosh Sir Winston. You're all things royal. However, Winston is a German shepherd. What's up with that? Right? He's the greatest dog on earth. So I, I have uh, some very dear friends who love German shepherds and at one point had five of them. And so as I would spend time with them and we'd sit around the kitchen table, there were a couple of them that would just climb in my lap. They're the most lovable, sweet dogs. And I'd never, I always loved dogs. I thought I'd be a veterinarian when I was young. I, I love all dogs. But there was something so cool about these shepherds and how smart they were, but how loving and protective. They weren't at all the aggressive breed that I think sometimes people think they are. I mean, clearly they can be trained for, for different types of activities as we've seen. But as a family dog, they are just incredible. So they, for years, I considered it. And then my best friend um, sent me a text one day with this little picture of a German shepherd puppy. And she said, I, I think we're going to go pick him up on Sunday. I'm like, What? She said, yeah, I've been thinking about it for a few years. I'm like, okay, we talk almost every day. How have we never discussed the fact that we've both been thinking about a German Shepherd? And she said, well, call Becky. I think there's another one in that litter. And so I sent her a quick note. She sent me the picture back and I looked at his face and I'm like, that's my dog. That's him. So we went uh, that weekend and picked up the brothers. So it's been kind of fun. So we've raised these brothers together. Um, but I absolutely am in love with this dog. He is so sweet. Um, but when I named him, I wanted to come up with some kind of English name since, you know, that's kind of our background. And something about having the German shepherd named after Churchill made me giggle. <laughs> I know. That's what I thought the very first time I heard that. Yeah. So my parents actually live. My mom was a little young doesn't remember much, but uh, lived through World War II. So they've got some pretty fantastic stories of, um, even though my father was very young, of living through blackouts and the bombings and those types of things. So that's always, I've always been fascinated with that time in history and, and the war museums. If anybody's ever in London, you've got to do those and kind of understand what those people went through at the time. But uh, so, yeah, it just kind of seemed like my little giggle to um, England and to the war. Worlds merge again with 
Winston. So Becky being Becky Switzer is who you got the dog from? That's right. Well, they actually took me to the breeder. It was their dog. That was the friend I was just telling you about that had all the German Shepherds. And um, but she knew the breeder at the time that was down near Rush Springs. And so she and Barry drove me down to pick him up the day we got him. Yeah. His aunt and uncle, Becky and Barry. He's OU royalty, too. He really is. In fact, it was a funny um, during COVID. Many people will remember like that one football season. They only did a certain number of seats so they could leave space around different people. But you could also purchase uh, a cutout of yourself and put yourself in the stadium. And I figured nobody wanted to see a big picture of me. Let's just put Winston on it. So I have this giant, yeah, I did. And it was, they put him right on the 50 yard line. So my seats are down on the 40, which I think are great, right? And I'm enjoying the game and I'm looking around. I'm like, I wonder where Winston's little cutout is. And I look down, I'm like, my dog is sitting on the 50. And um, this little boy kept running down to look at him and show his parents. It was really sweet. All right. So we're at the point in the uh, podcast, we, you know, we've talked about State Farm and how you're the best agent ever and how you are the biggest OU fan ever. I see now what Casey was talking about. Who do you have that can even hold a candle to you, Miss Joya Chu, that you want to nominate? Bless your heart. You're so kind. I... I have someone that I think would be fantastic and um, has, I've known since we were 17 years old, we were pledged sisters together in the Theta House at OU and have been dear friends ever since. And she has, loves Oklahoma and has served Oklahoma for a long time. But I'd love to nominate former First Lady Kim Henry. What? That's awesome. So Kim is the one who has Winston's brother. They were the ones we went down together to get the boys. Oh, so we're going to keep this in the family. We are keeping the German Shepherds in the family. And absolutely, yes. So I think you'll love talking with her. And she's fascinating and has done so many incredible things. It'll be a good chat. Well, Julia, I think you are fascinating. And I am so happy that I got this opportunity to talk to you. Because, um, again, when Casey said, oh, she's a state farm agent. But you are so much more. And um, I look forward to really meeting you someday in person, possibly at an OU game. You just never know. Uh, Bring Winston along. I would love to meet you. I would love that. That would be great, Julie. I've heard Casey had so many great things to say about you as well. And I'd love that. Uh, All right, Julia. Thank you so much again for being on the podcast. And I look forward again to meeting you soon. Sounds great, Julie. Thank you so much. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of And the Nominee Is. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.